sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Over the course of the 2,000 years of church history, we as Catholics have been blessed with many incredible leaders, um, men and women, um, religious, ordained, lay, uh, holding different roles within the church throughout those 2,000 years, um, say, literally saints in, in so many cases, uh, leading us closer to Jesus Christ in and through that same church that he established. On the other hand, we all, um, well, maybe not all, but many of us know that not just in the history of the church, but even maybe in our own experiences, there have been opposite examples. Uh, yes, horrendous, monstrous figures uh, who've done horrible things, but also uh, maybe smaller examples, uh, maybe maybe a leader within a church, a pastor or, or a sister uh, who did something that turned you or somebody you know or love away from the faith. What do we do in those circumstances? How do we respond when maybe we or somebody we know or love has, has a circumstance like that, an encounter like that, that turns them away from the faith? That's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love the listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email. And the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. That is right. Ignition at sfcatholic.org. That voice, if you're listening, is my co-host this week, Robin Bruggeman. Hello, Robin. Howdy. Robin, uh, you were here last week. It's been a couple months since then. Would you mind, just in case folks haven't heard you on the show before, briefly introducing yourself? I'm Robin Bruggeman. I am a farm wife. I am married to Spike for 30 years. We have seven kids. I mistakenly made it 40 years recently, didn't I? I did. Oh, when you texted Spike. Yeah, happy 40th, yeah. <laughs> Spike's uh, like, we're not quite that old. Okay, um, yeah, that's funny. Um, so, and now I have three in-law children. So I had two son-in-laws, and then this summer I gained another daughter. So I have a daughter-in-law, and I have two grandkids, and I'm a convert to the Catholic faith. And so as you were doing the intro, I almost bust out laughing because I have been the person <laughs> you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Where I had, yeah. So it's kind of funny because I was picturing myself as a rage monster, and now me, rage like, monster. Okay, so. now now I'm calm and collected with yes. someone who might do something in the faith that might ruffle my feathers. Right, right. So. <laughs> So I want to, um, I, I, where I want to spend most of our time is talking about, um, so in other words, the more common. <laughs> or gives you an answer you weren't yeah. hoping so, to hear. Not necessarily where he did something objectively wrong. Right. Uh, because unfortunately that is the case. Last week, um, Next week, last week's episode, I referred to former Cardinal uh, Theodore mm -hmm. McCarrick, who's, um, I mean, he's 80s, maybe even 90s at this point, but mm -hmm. he has been defrocked. So he's, he's been laicized uh, before that his status as a Cardinal was removed. So he's no longer considered 
able to minister as a priest, mm-hmm. let alone Bishop Cardinal uh, right. in the Catholic Church, because of the horrendous things that he done and right. he's done or that he did. Exactly. Um, you know, two thousand two. You know, twenty one years ago, uh, the stories came to light in Boston about the the horrible the sex abuse scandal. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And those things, you know, we know about those things, um, but. <sighs> As, as I don't know, some people are surprised to hear that's actually not a common occurrence within the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. It's not denying that they happen; it does happen. Right. Um, but those r- examples, just horrendous evil, thanks be to God, are relatively rare. They yeah. should be even more. They should never happen. Right. Um, but those those sorts of things are relatively rare. Less rare, in other words, more common, are when again our priest says something or does something. That just really chaps our hide. <laughs> um, and, 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 and when what do we do in response to that? And Robin, the first thing I want to say before we get into this, and many people, well, duh, Chris, uh, but, but it's worth emphasizing. And this touches on, again, something um, that I said last week. Um, I'm pointing behind me, if you're listening, behind me on the wall is a crucifix. Mm-hmm. It's the San Damiano cross, actually, yep. um, that St. Francis um, really popularized um, because Jesus spoke to him through this cross in the church of San Damiano um, mm-hmm. in Italy, Assisi, Italy, um, in the 12th century. Um, our faith is not in church leadership, whether it's mm. our a, a, a religious sister who's the principal of my Catholic school, or whether it's the pastor of my church, my priest, mm-hmm. or my bishop. Uh, mm-hmm. or my Pope. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope and pray for that they are saintly men and women, um, that, they, that they lead us well according to the Lord's will. But our faith is not in them. Our faith is in Jesus Christ. Amen. Brother Mike Schmitz, uh, who's one of the uh, uh, kind of a well-known online Catholic presence. Mm-hmm. Um, Father Mike, I remember talking about how uh, when, in the McCarrick scandal, when that broke, um, he knew, he's been blessed to know, as I have, really holy, um, in this case, priests. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was never Catholic because of, I mean, there's a way in which those priests helped him um, grow in his faith, but his faith was never in those men, mm-hmm. in, in any mm-hmm. one of those mm-hmm. men. Mm-hmm. Um, his faith was always in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, and that, that should be true for all of us. Yes, amen so, to I'm not Catholic because I uh, have had great pastors. Um, I have had great pastors. I've had great priests. I've had great bishops. But that's not the reason why I'm Catholic. So I think it's really important just to, to start there. I'm Catholic because I have accepted the truth that Jesus Christ has revealed to us through scripture, that God has revealed to us through scripture, through tradition, um, and that has been handed on to us through the church. It's because of Jesus and not the leaders of the church that I am Catholic. Mm -hmm. Um, My belief in the truth of the Catholic faith has nothing to do with those who have taught it to me. That's helped. Mm -hmm. I should say nothing to do. It's been helpful, but ultimately I've come to recognize those truths. It's just the example that I would oftentimes give. It's just like, um, you know, my elementary school teachers or my junior high, high school teachers, um, I accepted what they said as true because not because of how holy or virtuous they were. It's because what they said was true. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe two plus two is four, not because whichever grade teacher I had who taught me that uh, was such a virtuous person. No, I was the truth of it was demonstrated to right. me, and that's right. why I accept it. Yeah. Having said that, by something said or done, again, not in a monstrously sinful way, mm-hmm. um, but someone simply said, said or done by a leader in the church, um, who, especially when it happens to us, um, that, that, that can be a challenge and like, what the heck am I doing here? Kind of, a, you know, just mm-hmm. sort of in a quote unquote normal human way. Um, it can make us pause and maybe in question, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. Thoughts, questions, examples. On which side? Um, <laughs> Well, what, what about from your own? So, yeah, you alluded to this at the very mm-hmm. beginning, Robin. Uh, you're, you're, you converted to the faith as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've shared before on the show, you had certain misconceptions about the faith prior to your conversion. Yes. Uh, they were misconceptions that were corrected. Exactly. Yeah. But at the beginning of this episode, you talked about how, yeah, that was, that was as, as I was coming to give you the opener, you're like, that's me. Yeah. So would you mind? Well, you know, Prior to my conversion, um, you know, I had the misconceptions and non-truths that were presented to me throughout my life against the Catholic faith. But then my first experience of the church, as I would would have known then, um, was not a good experience because of a priest that... um, presented things in his way he was, but he was just trying to, um, it was when Spike and I were preparing for marriage and he was presenting what needed to be done and we weren't going through the proper channels, but I didn't know the proper channels. Mm -hmm. Not that I cared about the proper channels then at all, as far as the Catholic church. In fact, I didn't um, give a hoot about what the Catholic (laughs) church said about how we were to get married. Sadly. Um, But this priest presented it in a way that was really hard for me to accept. Uh, Part of that was his personality type, but then part of it just me not being open to that. And so he communicated mostly with Spike, but then he had raging Robin probably on the background. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not. I wasn't that big of a monster. But um, my point in this being, and thanks be to God, I was exposed to... um, to priests that God placed in my life later in life that were very charitable and um, God used them as instruments in my conversion Mm -hmm. in a very beautiful way that opened my heart and mind. Um, But the reason I point out my earlier time is that I used like how that priest was to me and to Spike um, and that whole, I'll say interaction is what formed my opinion of Mm -hmm the Catholic church then in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, if people know me, they'll know I was incredibly anti-Catholic, swore I would never become Catholic. And after dealing with that priest said, never, ever. I mean, we won't, if we have kids, they're not going to be Catholic. I mean, nothing Catholic about us at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was all based on my interaction with him, which kind of solidified in my mind what I had thought, which was not correct. Mm-hmm. Um so I find great sadness in um, when I come across people 
that have that experience and, and probably because that was me at one time. And I look back with so much sadness now, almost that time I lost mm. by having, um, you know, my closed mind, my selfish side of myself, but not knowing at that time to not base how I saw the Catholic faith and the Catholic church as a whole, to not base it on just that one person as I saw being the leader. Um, you know, he was the person in our community that everyone just would have known, well, he's the Catholic priest, whatever, sure. you know, a small community. Um, so that's what I just really, my hope and my message to people is to just be careful to not, if you have a not good experience, I mean, it could even happen with you or I, someone could interact with you or me and they might get an answer or a view that they maybe are like, ew, that's, that's what the church says. Like whatever, you know, I mean, that's probably not a very good example to pull us into that, but you know what I mean? Anybody yeah. that's going to interact yeah, yeah. with somebody in Catholic name I just really want people to be cautious to not um, be pulled into that forming how they feel or think about the Catholic church as a whole. Yeah. So I guess that's my main part or my main thought in all of this. So, so I don't know. I have two questions. So first, well, I'll get to the questions in a minute. Folks, if you're just tuning in, welcome to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, talking today with Robin Bruggeman about how to respond when church leaders, and, and in many cases, we're talking specifically about um, priests, um, when, when they, in an interaction with them, um, they anger, frustrate, or annoy us, uh, and 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 how we should respond in those circumstances. So, Robin, you were just sharing um, sort of your 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 pre, in your pre-conversion days uh, negative experience that you had um, with with a priest. Um, so, two questions. The first, they're related, but the first one, part one, I guess, of the two-part question: um, What would you have said to yourself? So, you know, it's the whole thing. What would you say to your younger self? What would you say to young Robin then going through <laughs> marriage, knowing what you know now, what would you have said to her? Uh, and then I am going to tell you the second part of the question. And would it have mattered? Would it have mattered if young Robin knew? So what now? would you say? Okay. What would I say to Robin? I would say, you are a selfish little brat. <laughs> No, honestly, though, I think about this a lot. And a lot of it came down to um, selfishness. Um, in being right on, I mean, let's just think about this. Did Robin really know more about the Catholic faith than her soon-to-be husband who was raised in it? Probably not. Like, did I learn more being raised in my faith anti-Catholic than someone who's Catholic? No. So I would be like, Robin, you're being selfish. Move out of the way. I would have, um, I would have been more graceful mm. because never ever did Spike ever say anything uncharitably about my faith. Mm. You know, Spike, he doesn't talk much anyways, but <laughs> even if he did, he wouldn't. Right. And I feel like as Catholics, I have yet to experience a Catholic that does that about someone else's faith. Sure. I haven't. Thanks yeah. be to God. But so I would just be like, you know what? You're being selfish, Robin. Let's just analyze the situation. Let's really figure out, um, you know, why is this priest saying we have to do X, Y, or Z? And let's just get past that he's got um, a stiff, cranky personality. Right. Okay. You know, because, I mean, I just would have been a little more mature, I think, then and just gone, okay, everybody has different personalities. His personality is not jiving with mine at all. But what is it that he has to say? 
why do we need to do this? Because here's what it did. My selfishness and my, um, I don't want to say poisoned mind because it wasn't, poison's a strong word, but my clouded view of the Catholic church, um, it, it made it so Spike was not able to be in communion right. for almost three years, right. which I didn't care. I didn't care at the time, which was also very selfish of me. Um, and it wasn't until I opened my eyes a little more to see how much he was missing. So we attended both churches every Sunday, but he was not able to participate in communion and receive the Holy Eucharist because he did not go through the proper channels mm-hmm. that the Catholic Church required for us to get married, get married to mine. Um, yeah, so a lot of it would just be like, Robin, just move out of the way. I mean, come on, you're being selfish here. Let's just look at what does the church have to say? Why does Spike's church say this? Why are they requiring that? So I don't know if that answers your question. It, yeah, it does. It does. Uh, would, Clearly, everybody can tell now was a big immature brat. <laughs> what, yeah, I was going to what I'm just gonna, being, and That's kind of a facetious we're talking about, question. This is truth, right? Uh, um, amen, sister. I've grown. I have a long ways to go yet, mm, well, but I've grown. Okay, the second all. part of the question. Would it have mattered? But I, I mean, I, that was kind of facetious. I mean, mm. is, can you, is there something we could say... To somebody who's in the circumstance, can we really say something um, that would have broken through that brattiness and selfishness? Actually, do you know, it may have been, I mean, hard telling. I mean, clearly this was God's plan for us and whatever, but um, what may have made a difference is delivery from somebody else. Mm. That priest did not have good delivery. Right. He was blessed. Okay. And let's just be, no, no, no. let's also say all priests are very gifted, holy men in different areas. Not all priests. Most. Okay. Most. most. Almost far, all. Most. Right. Almost. And this priest was probably very gifted in some way that I, of course, didn't recognize at the time, but his giftedness was probably not in delivery in a friendly way. Sure. What may have made a difference is someone to say, gosh, you know what, Robin, let's, you know, just kind of forget about how you're viewing this priest how about maybe we could go talk to the deacon or somebody or, or maybe someone else could have stepped in watching the process and said, here's why he's being that way. Sure. I don't know if that makes any sense. It that does. might it does, have made I guess, a difference. I, I guess my, 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 what I would say to the young Robin um, is, and that's kind of what I said um, earlier um, in, in the show, Robin, the truth of the Catholic faith does not depend on the kindness of this particular priest. Mm-hmm. It's either true or it's not. Exactly. Um, so you, if, if you if you are going to determine, make a judgment about the truth of Catholic faith, whether or not a, a, a given priest is gruff or not, yep. that that's that that's not a determinate that's not a determining factor with regard to the nature of the truth. Right. Right. And that's what I want people to know that are listening, because many people have probably been in a situation where they, they have some frustration yep. with somebody of the faith and to just not, or many non-Catholics. I mean, that was me, yep. my perception of the faith. How sad, how sad the church, our church is very misrepresented. And sometimes it can be from somebody who just didn't have a good experience or um, didn't have the full understanding of something. Right in right. the right way. Yep. And so I just really encourage people to, if you've had that experience, um, to look past it with grace and mercy 
and know that our church as a whole shouldn't be judged by an interaction or something that someone said in right. that way. Now, the other thing I'd say, it's amen to all that. The other thing I'd say is um, priests, so specifically, and this is true for, again, a religious leader, um, man or woman, lay leader, male mm-hmm. or female, um, but priests, pastors, uh, priests and pastors, um, this applies definitely. So, so they're, they're in a role of authority, obviously, mm-hmm. um, that they've, they've been appointed as on behalf of the Bishop in, um, to, to govern mm-hmm. a segment of his church of the diocese. So they have to make decisions, um, so I, I really do think the, the the literal parental analogy is helpful here. So so mm-hmm. I have been blessed to know totally. many wonderful priests, and yes. I've had wonderful pastors. Thanks be to God, me too. And I do want to make sure that the listeners know this is in no way mean to right to be mean to priests. I have so many wonderful priests. But does that agree? Stuff. Does that mean I agree? So forget mm-hmm. the gruffness. Yeah. Does this that mean that I agree with every decision that every one of those pastors have made? Absolutely not. Right. There have been some like father. Fuck, Father, yeah. they were. It's not. It's not a matter of personality. It's a decision has been made mm-hmm. in an air. It's not a matter of a sin or not. It's not a matter of mm-hmm. uh, the truth or not. Mm-hmm. It, it's an area where you know prudential judgment, pastoral discretion, mm-hmm. um, and there's all sorts of ways. Just as we as parents, how we run our house, mm-hmm. how we parent our kids. Mm-hmm. There there will be decisions. There are decisions that we make mm-hmm. that our kids don't like. Could yeah. we decide differently? Yes, it's not a matter of right or wrong, but we're trying to make the best decision we can in mm-hmm. the moment based mm-hmm. on what we know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes other people disagree with us, yeah. like our children, right. maybe even right. our spouses. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm glad you're bringing that up because, you know, our diocese is in a very interesting place right now, a set of blaze, right. where there's going to be changes that are going to be taking yep. place in many yep. parishes. And so that's a good point that you make where there there could be a decision that comes down or comes you know, from your pastor or the head pastor, that pastorate, that's going to make a decision for the parish or that, you know, pastorate cluster that they see as best for the whole, but you as a person might yep. disagree yep. with, maybe it's a mass time yep. or something, but don't go like acting like I'm so mad at the church for doing this. It's affecting my faith. It's exactly. making me uncomfortable. No, this isn't the whole church. Well, and even I mean, in, in, but you know what I mean? Like it is, but it isn't like, but what were you going to say? My, my point there is, um, he is the, um, uh, duly authorized. Yeah. He's the parent authority. He's the He's parent. the parent of the parish. So even if you don't like his decision, we're mm-hmm. not, again, I'm not talking about a sinful decision right, right. or teaching false teaching. I'm not talking about that. And where, where good Catholics can disagree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but again, to recognize, no, he, he does have by virtue of his ordination mm-hmm. and then by virtue of the, the, the bishop naming him as the pastor, mm-hmm. he has authority. Right. And for me to be obedient to him, even again, not a matter of sin or error, mm-hmm. uh, for me to be obedient to his pastoral authority is me be growing in virtue. Is me be, right. is the, it's the this virtuous is thing for me to do. That's true. Um, That's true. 
so let's like a silly, yeah, maybe mass times, maybe the name of the pastorate. Maybe, oh. <laughs> you know, maybe they come up with a name and maybe it's father's idea. And, the, and what the heck? Like, I, I, I don't know what the pastor, a, a name of a pastor yeah, yeah. would be. Um, so that's probably a silly example. No, your it's a exam- good example because people are going to start seeing that. Like, oh, excuse me. Like that's, but mass times, that's your example. Yeah. Like, but yep. what if, it could be anything. It could be an interaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be a decision he makes about what kind of music we're going to have in our right. church. Yes. Um, that you may not like. Mm-hmm. The virtuous thing to do is to be obedient to his mm-hmm. decisions in those circumstances. That doesn't mean it's easy. The mm-hmm. right thing to do is definitely not always, often not the easiest thing to do. The easiest thing might just be giving peace of my mind, da, 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 <laughs> but that's not the virtuous, right. Christian, righteous, holiest thing to do. And that's what we're called to be, mm-hmm. is holy. Sure. We're called to imitate Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're called to live from Him, in Him, and through Him. Yeah. Um, and and so that means uh, being obedient to the proper authorities, mm-hmm. even when they're again pastoral discretion when their mm-hmm. decisions are hard for us to swallow. Yeah, I am so thankful as we're sitting here. Uh, some of the most the things that run through my mind right now are that I am just so, so thankful that God's plan for me was to get past Mm -hmm. that huge hurdle Mm -hmm. early on in our married life that had to do with faith Mm -hmm. and that now I've come to experience the church, Mm -hmm. the Catholic faith. And like you said, you come to it on your own and it's not based on the priest you've had or not had or the people you've had or not had, that you come to um, the faith, and it's like yours. Right. You you know, it's the truth that you have come to see. And so I am so thankful. And I just really hope that everyone listening, and if they have friends and family, that they know right. will pray for the people that they know, who could have been like a Robin earlier on, um, that they will experience the beauty and love the church has. It's just, oh, it's so amazing. Amen. That is just past just look past those little things yep. that come yep. across. But yeah, yep. I'm just so grateful. And the other thing I'd say too, um, just as we're starting to wrap up here, um, if it is a matter of a decision, a pastoral pastoral discretion, uh, and he makes a decision, I would really encourage folks to ask your pastor yeah. about it. Yeah, that doesn't for mean, sure. I mean, because um, remember, ask the questions. Exactly. Ask, 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 <laughs> ask, and you might he might give you a. Uh, just a, a, a really bad explanation that's not going to be helpful to you. But he might give you a really great explanation. Great explanation. Right. Yeah. And even if, again, whether he gives a bad explanation or a good explanation, he's still the authority mm-hmm. figure. And we are called to have respect and obedience to proper authority when it comes to, again, basic decisions on how they they govern our lives to the degree that they're able to. Children, obey your parents. Children, obey your parents. <laughs> Honor your father and mother, um, literally, but also those who have authority over Amen. us in the world and in the church. Amen. Amen. So thanks, good. Thanks, Robin. Yeah. And folks, that will wrap up this episode. Again, as we said earlier, if you have questions about this episode or ideas for future ones, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, ignition at sfcatholic.org. And until next time, thanks for listening and God bless.